0: Tribes have become extinct. So it's just kind of a little convenient story to create that Indians were welcoming of them and all this other stuff. It's all too convenient of a story for me. Packard says the ceremony is for healing. She hopes that as people gather around the table with their families on Thanksgiving Day, they'll reflect on all those who have perished from violence and genocide. For Free Speech Radio News, I'm Leslie Clark in Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Free Speech Radio News is
2: produced at Pacifica Station's KPFA in Berkeley and KPFK in Los Angeles. For more information or to get archives of this or any other newscast or documentary, you can visit our website at www.fsrn.org. In Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado.
1: What are you trying to play? I'm just trying to figure out the bass line to that Paula Abdul song, Forever Your Girl. Oh, yeah, I love that song. I wish I could hear more Paula Abdul on the radio. You can. On WCBN, FM Ann Arbor. Really? 88.3. It's all Paula, all the time. Awesome.
2: What are we doing in here?
1: Dan, get off my foot!
2: There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
1: And what's up with these mothballs?
2: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
1: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
2: Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. Closets are for clothes. Is Michigan's premier queer radio show celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence?
1: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here. We're on. Closets are for clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor.
2: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
1: We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Yeah, we wow, we uh, <laughs> we in fact are your hosts, Christy Cardinal and Dan Burns. We're That's so right. well, they're not really solo, but
2: well, kind of more more solo than we have been in years. Right, right. Definitely. Um,
1: Meredith's in New York um, with her family. I'm I'm assuming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg is in Detroit. staying He's staying there. He said because the weather's not permitting him. He has to be. He just emailed and said that he has to go back to Detroit. After he would have had to go back to Detroit after our show, and he really just decided to stay there. That's right. And I support his decision. I I
2: do too, exactly. I
1: really do. It's, you know, it's this timing is very poor for this storm that we're having right now. You know, the busiest time of, I mean, the single busiest travel day. And the single busiest travel time of that travel day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's snowing harder than it oh. you know. This is the first snowfall of the year That's and it's right. for us and it's already this this tough out. I will say though And it's only
2: November twenty
1: third. It's only November twenty third. Um, holy. um if you're out driving, be careful. Yes, take Absolutely. your time. Absolutely, take your time. There's no rush to get anywhere. The turkey is still going to be there. <laughs> you know, the pumpkin pie is still going to be there. Don't worry about it. You know, it's it's not worth risking your life. To get somewhere 15 minutes faster.
2: But speaking of risking your life, and I know I don't know the the, the complete uh, details of the story, but I was on my way into work today. Apparently, there was a father and a son that were driving or something, and they noticed an accident had occurred, and um, the car that one of the cars that was in the accident caught on fire. Oh my goodness! And the people were trapped still inside the car; they couldn't get out or whatever. So, and they had, and the father and son had just gone shopping for their the things. Thanksgiving turkey or the Thanksgiving um, a meal, and he grabbed the frozen turkey and threw it through the window to smash it.
1: Wow! Um,
2: and then got him out, and I was like, "Wow! Talk about quick thinking!" So that is
1: quick thinking.
2: Yeah. So goodness gracious, so you never know,
1: right? And also with the weather, I just want to let everybody know in case you because I'm, I'm suddenly a weather girl. <laughs> um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, the wind is going to pick up. Oh. And overnight and there are gonna be gusts as high as forty miles an hour in our area.
2: Oh my goodness. Um
1: which is pretty strong winds. Yeah. Um and in in fact a little north of here in Lansing, they're guaranteeing forty five miles an hour winds. Oh wow. So you definitely if first of all, if you don't have to be traveling, don't. Right. Um second of all, if you do, be careful. Definitely. Please be careful. We want you to come and listen to Closets Again next week. That's right. Um because, you know, we love you.
2: That's right.
1: How uh, are you, Dan?
2: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, I um, was a little freaked out this week. Um, one of our, um, well, there are two things that happened that I wanted to talk about, but, um, and I'll get into the other issue, um, the third issue, but later on in the show. But two things happened. Wow. I was like, um, a, I was just doing my normal, you know, job and things like this and was helping a customer out and, The person turned to me and was like, are you on the radio? And I looked at him <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I hear that a lot. I got a radio voice and things. And he's just like, no, I mean like on WCBN on Wednesdays. <laughs> 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 I kind of like freaked me out. I was like, how, how do you know? And he goes, I recognized your voice. And so it was really kind of a, uh-huh. a weird, I, I, it hasn't happened to me in a while. Yeah, you know, it where. hasn't happened
1: to me in a while. But that exact thing, not at work, but happened to me. I was in a restaurant. Wow. And somebody like from across the room was came over and said, are you on the radio? (laughs) On closets are for clothes. And I was totally, it was like, it was a Monday, it was lunchtime, it was so far removed from what I was thinking about. I was like, what, what? uh yeah. you know <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Exactly. I mean I was at at my work and I'm trying to make sure everything's going great and things are being kept confidential and suddenly someone and we're trying a new procedure and suddenly mm-hmm. BAM and I was just like wow this is like really it was kind of like wow so and of course i can't say well i'll you know because of confidentiality i can't say hi to so-and-so who uh right right. but if they are listening um
1: you rock yeah
2: (laughs) you really threw me there um and then you won't believe what happened again this week
1: um you (laughs) used a power tool
2: (laughs) no not really it was one of those things where my usual story of People think I'm straight. That's right.
1: That's right. It that was my second thing. That was one my the second other. thing. It was one or the other.
2: Yes, and um, I was, because I'm going for physical therapy for my <clears throat> sports injury, Right, and um, and I was talking about how I'm really proud of my sports injury with my physical therapist, how I'm really proud of my uh, sports injury and things like this, and he's looking at me like, you are really weird, and I said, oh no, this is a badge of honor that I am athletic, that I am so athletic that I have a sports injury, and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, you know, he says, well, you know, you need to play it up as much as possible, because chicks dig sports injuries. And I turned to him, <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, that's not the reason why."
1: <laughs> they may, <laughs> yeah. but I don't care.
2: <laughs> exactly. And then, um, and and then I was um talking about the experience where, I because when I go swimming, I wear a T-shirt, and how, um, it was very funny. I couldn't wear it if I was fat, but I could wear it if I'm transgendered. And they were like, "Well, why did you even? What made you even think about using that term, like this or whatever?" And I looked at him and says, what? Like, that's like, come on, like, hello? Like this? And they were like, well, why would you even think about even, like, going in that arena of a gay, lesbian, transgender? And I was like... Um, do, do you think it could be something to do with, like, the fact that I'm gay? Like, this or whatever? And that just never even crossed their mind. And I still don't think they've even registered yet.
1: Where? Who are these people? Yeah. And who are they talking to in the course of their day? <laughs>
2: well, that's what I thought! So today, so I found out that uh, one of my physical therapists' birthday was yesterday. And so I got a card, a belated card. And it, it's a... um. Uh, uh It's a picture of the legs of I assume a woman, but of somebody of uh the female uh, gender, and um with like lipstick dropping and high heels being trying to be put on and things. And it says, you know, as usual, I'm fashionably late. Like this, you know, happy belated birthday. Hoping that it's kind of like you some know,
1: more evidence, conversation. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. But no, this is you know, I so I just. <laughs> I'm astounded. And then, of course, always the – I'm getting a lot lately this week is like, um, you know, so you're going to be watching football on, th- on Thursday, right? And I'm looking at him like, mm, no, no, not not really. Like, that's just because I'm male doesn't necessarily sort of mean I'm watching football. Yeah. So it's going to be it, – it was kind of an interesting, you know – being assumed uh, a lot of assumptions made this week
1: uh-huh so
2: but anyway so that was kind of it was kind of an interesting uh, two things that haven't happened to me in like quite some time because i haven't talked about yeah. it in a long time
1: right right
2: because i guess i've been seeing the same people every week so it's yeah. pretty much a, a new thing yeah so. i will tell
1: you the reverse happened to me once about the rec name or the voice recognition oh okay i used to work on a crisis line and as a as a volunteer and then as a staff person and I was in, and they had these this group of people that called. They called consistent callers, right? People that called on a fairly regular basis, right? With not much new, you know, right. in the crisis arena, but just maybe were lonely or yes. whatever. Um, and I was in a mall shopping. Actually, it was way back in the early days of, um, uh-huh. cell phones, oh, and I was wow. buying a, my first cell phone. And I was standing there, and I was standing behind a, a person who was at the counter, and she was getting waited on, and I was like, "I totally know that voice."
2: <laughs> oh. oh.
1: Oh, my God. And it was one of the consistent callers.
2: And I was
1: loath to, like, talk then. I didn't want her to recognize my voice, you know. Right. Um, But it's kind of a weird thing how you can just know, I know that voice. Yes. You know, where do I know that voice from? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I totally understand when people have that thing with with you and I. Or, Or like, how how they know
2: you, but they can't figure out how they know you. And it's like, you know, you never think of... I just never think, could you be listening to... Uh, well, right. uh, I think of like, do you work at WCBN, but I never think of them listening at WCBN. Right, I'm like, right. well, you, do you know about WCBN? And
1: Yeah, people listen to yes. this station. Yes. It's shocking and surprising. And It's not really. I mean, yeah. but it...
2: Yeah, I don't mean that. Like,
1: sincerely. I'm right. just like, oh, you listen.
2: Yes, exactly. Of course,
1: people listen.
2: Yes, and it's come up in so many different places where it's been really cool. Like, oh, right. I love that. Like, you yeah. Know, or or they like, yeah. Or like we in one of my swim classes, someone was just like, you know, you have a radio voice, and I'm like, well, and. And uh, it happened that Meredith was was with me. And she goes, well, yes, he happens to be on the radio. Because usually I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, because I'm, I'm right. ready to do my aerobics. So just let me right. do my aerobics. Well, and, yeah,
1: and it's you know. also... Maybe I don't want to talk about it.
2: Well, that's exactly it. It was like, you know. And so Meredith, re- go, yeah, he is on the radio. And she goes, oh, really weird? And she goes, WCBN. And she goes, oh, that's a great radio station. So it was really, so it's, and I listen to it all the time and, and things. So now each each week at the same class, she's like, I, I haven't found, quite found you yet. And it's like, before you come into aerobics, it's just before <laughs> you be here tonight like this. And just like, oh, I'll, I'll remember next week. And then. Of it's course. happened twice that right now. Watch, she's probably listening, and she's I listening <laughs> tonight. You totally
1: insulted her. You know, the other thing that happened. This is a total Ooh. meta conversation. We're like yes. talking about yes. being on the show, but I another thing that happened is when after we emceed Pride Fest, the oh, Pride yeah. picnic or whatever in in uh-huh. Ypsilanti, you know the. Between the lines article, my name was like the first words in the article about about Pride Fest. You know, something about, you know, Christy Cardinal battled the rain and the heat and the whatever. It made me (laughs) sound like some (laughs) fabulous superhero or something. You are! And somebody, thanks, thanks. (laughs) Um, And somebody that I know on a sort of more casual basis, not like an intimate friend, um, gushed. Like, the next time they saw me, oh, you're a celebrity! <laughs> you know, you're so
2: famous! <laughs>
1: and I was very embarrassed. Uh,
2: yes, yes, exactly. Very,
1: very, very well, embarrassed.
2: Because I think that's what's the thing, is when you do this, you don't really realize. I right, mean, I remember, we're two people
1: sitting in a room. Yeah, yeah, like, it's
2: just, I feel like I'm just talking to you as if we were having coffee. Right. You know, so it's just, you just don't realize it. And... Yeah. Um, it, it, and... I mean I'm sure there's some other local personalities uh, radio personalities that I that are in the area that I've just sometimes have said you know, big gushy over and things. And right. They're like, and they're like, shut up. Yeah. Like, whatever. You're embarrassing
1: me. Exactly. But yeah. I didn't get a chance
2: to. Th- how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, um, did I made a couple, like, some pies because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You may oh, have heard. Oh, yes. Um, oh, really? Tomorrow already? <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard. Um, and it's not actually I just enjoy the feast. Like, the whole what it commemorates thing really bogs me down. But I'm all for bounty. Yeah. Like, I love food, and the Thanksgiving meal is one of the best meals and all that stuff. Anyway, I baked some pies and a from-scratch banana pudding. Wow. My partner specifically requested it, and see, she's riding this pregnancy wave as yeah. hard as she can, okay, you know. Yeah. She'll just ask me for stuff, and I feel so obligated to do it, whether I really want to or not. <laughs> you know, that, and like, I know that she know, now has this winter off from shoveling.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: That's like a task she doesn't have to do anymore. Uh Anyway, so I made these things today. One of the pies is a um, pecan pumpkin pie. And what it is, is it's the bottom of it. You put pumpkin pie filling on the bottom, and then you make pecan pie filling and put that on the top. Now, I made the pie filling, you know, I also made a regular pumpkin pie, which came out of the oven looking like a store-bought pie, I must say. I'm very (laughs) impressed with myself. Good for you. Um, But this this pecan pumpkin pie you see, the thing is, is that that gets really hot, right, when you bake it in the oven. the, oh, the yeah. And the what is in pecan pie is corn syrup.
2: Oh. And it,
1: it's the stickiest thing known. Like, it's stickier than super glue. It's very, very sticky. But it, unlike super glue, it doesn't harden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it just gotcha. Gets, it remains sticky. It's gooey, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, it boiled over. Ooh. And spilled all over the inside of my oven. Ooh. And made my house smell like roasted garbage. Oh. Because it still stinks. The oh, pie, however, no. looks scrumptious. Yes. I mean, I'm very excited about the. I think the pie did fine. I just think I overdid it a little on the filling. I should have left, uh, you know, gotcha. taken some out. But um, my nephew was home from school today. There was no school today any Oh, ever. okay. And he just kept walking around all day with his shirt over his nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that smell? <laughs> 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 what is that smell? oh. <laughs> 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 <is that> <laughs> <laughs> So it was fun, though, and I imagine... The other thing I made for the very first time with this banana pudding was meringue. I've never made meringue before.
2: Interesting. And I
1: made that. So I'm excited to see how it all turns out. Yeah. And I fully... You're so
2: adventurous. I admire that.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'll try anything in the kitchen. I mean that.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that. (laughs) I will, yeah. So the meringue was actually a lot easier than I thought, although I think it's one of those things that it's easy to do and hard to master. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? yes, like, I do. Yes, it's easy to do, but so I may have made something foul. I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to trying. I actually hate meringue, so oh, I'm going to okay. taste it to see if it tastes good. But I'm right. not interested in eating a whole lot of it. Okay, um, but I do plan to eat my weight in turkey. Uh, there,
2: there you go. Cool. No wait, turkey. Oh, okay. Great.
1: Yeah, all I right. I'm not I'm not sticking to my former food associations that I used to have anymore. Okay, all right. Although it's temporary. It's very temporary. I think that it I'll, I'll be vegan again. Just okay. not right now. That's right. Because turkey sounds really good to me. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So we'll talk about your holiday plans after our interview, yeah, right? Definitely,
2: definitely. And they're probably changing as we're go- as we're on. Um, on so.
1: Right. Oh wow.
2: So Up yeah. to the minute. That's right. Up exactly. to the minute so um, um so, I need to kind of lead into why um, I had invited um, Crystal Witt from the Triangle Foundation um, onto our program um, i was and i 'm going to try to keep this as a, as anonymous or c- confidential as possible, but I had a friend who um, I was talking with the um, a while ago and he had driven um, home. Uh, from just a normal grocery store, uh, shopping, um, um, going shopping, running the errands. Um, and um, he was bringing in the groceries from his car to the house, and they park in the back of their house. Um, and behind their house, um, of course, there's a fence, and there were some teenagers that were playing um, on a trampoline. And they were having a good time and, and things like this. And as he was starting to bring in the groceries, the kids started um, yelling various things like faggot, pervert, um and yelling at him various, I guess, I think they're called epitaphs. Um, just saying, you know, just trying to get a response from him. Um, and he just kept getting the groceries, bringing them into the house, um, getting the groceries. And every time he went out, they, they would yell even more, trying to get his attention. And, you know, you're a faggot. You're, you're a pervert. And, um, and really giving him a hard time. Well, of course, this really upset him. And, sure. um, and, and he just didn't feel basically, safe anymore, that his neighborhood has now become, um, unsafe. And, um, and so he's been, he was talking to some friends over it uh, about like, well, what should I do? And of course I immediately said, we need to call the Triangle Foundation. Sure. Um, or, and, or you need to, um, make a police report. Not that you need to, um, have them do an investigation you need to have something in writing and especially with um when proposal two was going through they had put signs out on their um on their lawn and we had thought the wind blew them away and things like this but i and i and i i think we put them out twice and they had mysteriously been taken um disappeared um, well, now with this incident, it kind of, to me, it was like, you know, this is kind of building. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so one of the things I wanted to do was, and because he didn't really know what to do, was, um, you know, um, to kind of talk about that. And and you know, why someone should report or is it what happens when you report and things like this. So I invited Crystal Witt, um who um, works at the Triangle Foundation and handles um the hate crime reporting uh for the state of I'm gonna say for the state of Michigan. I'm I'm um and I just wanted to kinda of get her um uh, response to some questions about that. And so Crystal, welcome to the to Closets Up for Clothes.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Yes. So, um I'm sure this is not a um uh, an isolated incident um <laughs> in the state of Michigan.
0: No, absolutely. It's unfortunately it's not an isolated incident. And the first thing that I would tell your friend to do is definitely report it. Um, Definitely, he wants to be visible with what's going on in his neighborhood. And there's a few few reasons why. The first reason is for his safety. Um, And basically, uh, the first way to be safe is to let somebody know what's going on. Right. Um, In that particular situation, uh, he could have made a a police report, and then the police could have maybe went over, talked to the parents of the kids, uh, first and foremost, make sure that they were aware of it, the mm-hmm. behavior of their children, and make sure, you know, that maybe they could get these um, this harassment to stop. Mm-hmm. And also, Dan, um, at that point, your friend would have had some um, a police report there. So if something would have happened down the line, um, he could have had that to refer back. Hopefully um, that it wouldn't. You know, uh, progress any further, but if it, it it had progressed any further, he could have used that in the court system or on his behalf. Unfortunately, sometimes when har- harassment incidents happen in neighborhoods, um, a harassment situation can happen and the person initially won't report it and maybe it keeps going on and then um, it's not uncommon that the person who's doing harassment may, in that point, to go back and forth and when they finally get to the police department or get things like personal protection orders they sometimes make it seems like or make it appear as the victim is the one who has either instigated it or is just back and forth neighborly issues so oh. if you report first and make it visible that's for sure won't happen because you went out first and said these things were committed against me and you're making it known
2: mm-hmm. so and and I think part of it, it could also be it's like, "Oh, I really just don't want to cause any trouble." I mean, I don't want to cause or make it, uh, make it even a, a worse situation by, you know, getting the police involved or calling the parents. Um, I mean, are there are there what would you what right. would work that? Right. I definitely
0: understand that. And um unfortunately, sometimes situations like that when the name calling goes on, the harassment goes on, unfortunately, sometimes those situations escalate, and they escalate to maybe violence, mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the reasons that he kind of wants to get out there first and tell the police that this is happening and let the parents know that this is happening, Happening. so uh, these children know that this is, you know, wrong, is, is not going unabated, and that basically they should stop or be, you know, uh, disciplined for their behavior, and that their parents know what's going on, so the parents can get involved in making sure that, you know, the the behavior ceases well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he also, in this particular situation, if, um, say, if, you know, some harassment happened or someone's home or car is vandalized, uh, it also gives the, the community some awareness that a harassment situation is going on in the neighborhood. Um, sometimes we have... Uh, allies in our neighborhoods, and we're not aware of. Um, mm. And when you report situations or you make the neighborhood aware, sometimes you can make some connections with some organizations like the Triangle Foundation or the other organizations like a Neighborhood Watch or a community uh, networking system that's already in place, and you may be able to go there and get some resources and some help as well.
2: And how would the, like the like a Neighborhood Watch be able to help you? I mean. <clears throat>
0: basically uh, a basic neighborhood watch uh if you have meetings they may be be able to put out flyers uh it can even go as far as having um a center meeting if you have a community center mm-hmm. uh make some awareness or make people aware at the community c- center that certain behavior is going on in your community some communities even have a ta- town halls meeting regarding certain situations so it could uh move to that level as well if it was per se a particular a violent act or G O B T residents were targeted in a violent act um regarding hate crimes.
2: hmm right and and so because as you were talking i was re- I'm remembering more about the story and things, and one of the things that he was a, he was concerned with was that, well, where're the kids getting this behavior, and that maybe the parents would be like, "You know what, the kids are right, and um, I don't care if the kids are are making those type of um remarks to him because we really don't want that in our neighborhood anyway.
0: Well, the first thing that um, your friend, I would say, to report is because this is the first step of the healing process. Um, also, if the parent uh, or of these children, you know, didn't address the issue properly, then maybe you know the police department can get involved, and um, you know the Triangle Foundation can get involved and assist this situation. Um, but because the harassment has to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, of right. course, we you know we can um, uh, advocate and empower uh, people who have experienced job ha- hate, discrimination, harassment, or hate crimes. We can necessarily not change the uh, mindset of other people uh, or their belief systems. And you know, I really you know um, couldn't say you know if the parents have that kind of attitude and the, the children are not getting that type of attitude. But it's certain things uh, according to you know the law, and certain things that is just not acceptable in society. So that would be the message to that household.
2: Mm, okay. So what happens when one reports? Like when uh, obviously they would call the Triangle Foundation mm-hmm. at the um, uh, reporting an incident uh, phone number, which is eight seven seven. Seven eight seven four two six four. 4264. What happens when, if, if I had something that happened mm-hmm. to me and I made a phone call?
0: Sure, you will make a phone call. You'll get me probably, um, or someone in our AVP department, which just basically stands for anti violence program. And we would, you know, do an initial intake with you. Um, we would assist you through the process. Um, we would, you know, help you work through the system if it's the judicial system. If it's assisting you with the police department, if it's assisting you with another agency, and helping you work through the process as smoothly as possible, if you uh, or if the case uh, register register or garners media attention, we will also help you uh, work with the media, and so you can feel comfortable in your process. Because at at this time, we realize at our victim services offices that. You know, you have experience, uh, a traumatic experience. So any uh, variables to that negatively, that's our job to make sure that you float through the system in a way that's empowering and in a way that's healthy, in a way that makes sure that all your rights and, and everything that you need to make you feel whole again happens for you. So I'm, I'm going
1: to backtrack, actually, a mm-hmm. little bit. I want to ask a question about, you know, clearly this situation that happened with Dan's friend. It's pretty extreme. You know, it's repeated. There's a lot of things to talk about. Um, but what about, you know, someone who's just walking down the street and someone yells dyke or fag at them? Or, you know, it's not even that. It's somebody sees... Um, you know, somebody scrawls something on your locker Mm -hmm. at school, or you know, something that really seems does seem isolated. I mean, obviously, it happens to other kids or other people as well, but is not such a a kind of a repeat
0: thing. If it's an isolated or a random type thing, Mm -hmm. which um, which happens, um, that's one of the Mm -hmm. things that you know the visibility is important because, unlike other type of uh, incidences or incidences of violence. Sometimes when people commit crimes, they do it because they're going to get something out of it or, you know, they're doing it because, you know, maybe that they're going to gain something un- unrightfully in society. But hate crimes is a crime based on a person's prejudice against a person's orientation, and which is very dangerous because there's no way you can, um, like, change your orientation, or it's no way that, you know, if you were, if it was uh, some vandalism going in your, on in your neighborhood or if it was a robbery of someone was stealing in your neighborhood, you kind of could do things that protect yourself. You can maybe get an alarm system, you know, uh, do other things that kind of could protect yourself um, based, based on maybe a theft situation. But being a t. You know, and if it's a random situation, there's no way that you can foresee that type of thing. So some basic things that you can do if that happens to you. If it happens at school, of course, you know, you will re- want to report it to uh, your teacher, a counselor, the principal, if you have school security, and make people aware that this, ha- this is happening if it's just an isolated incident. And definitely you want to make sure that people you know, you're, you're making yourself safe. Um, if it's something that happened in your neighborhood, is an isolated incident, and someone wrote an uh, anti-GOBT de- derogatory slur on your car, you would make sure that you wanted to report it also, because at that point you wouldn't know whether it was isolated or it's, it's, it's going to be a repeat, a, pre- a, mm-hmm. a repeat type of incident. So you definitely would want to report it, but you want to do other things that kind of would make yourself safe. Some of the things that you might wanna do if you experience a situation like that is maybe let people know where you're going and um don't you know be careful, make sure that uh, when you leave out at night, you're aware um make sure that maybe you um are visible, you know you wouldn't want to go any place that's dimly lit, and just basic safety things once something like that happens to you because. If someone did that to you, you'll definitely want to make yourself safe.
1: Mm-hmm. And so there's actually um, some big news for Triangle related to their your your folks' um, hate crimes work, right? Something from VOCA, the that's, Victims of Crime Act?
0: That's, that's exactly yeah, right. Tell we're us very what's excited about, what, and we feel very uh, fortunate to get the grant. This is the first grant of its kind that specifically deals with GLBT issues. Uh, regarding uh the victims of hate crime so we're and we know we do this work you know every day uh all year long and this grant will only help us to further do the work for the people who need it in our society and those are people who have discriminated have been discriminated against harassed or have experienced anti gay lesbian bisexual or transgender uh violence um and also those type of things happen. We uh, help victims with um, discrimination, harassment, or GLBT hate crimes in work, school, and employment. Um, if it was in a club, if it was in your neighborhood. So we work uh, definitely helping victims across the board. So this grant will only help us to further do this type of work that we're doing.
2: So what is BOCA going to do? I mean, is it is it something... Um To help with uh, legal stuff, or what is VOCA going to do?
0: It's going to help our whole um, Hate Crimes Victim Service office. And in that those services, we have a few things that we can do uh, for clients. We we definitely basically assist them through their ordeal. Uh, We have an attorney referral list where we refer clients to GOBT-friendly attorneys. Sometimes those attorneys are pro bono in um, all type of areas regarding GOBT issues. We also have a referral uh, shelter and or health agency uh, referral network, which we hold people and refer people to different organizations. That's GOBT-friendly. And the reason that we have these uh, system of these network systems set up, because sometimes when people are victims of GOBT crimes, They go to other organizations or agencies, and sometimes they're victimized because of their orientation. So we have connected ourselves to other agencies by, you know, our referral network plan or either going out doing diversity trainings to educate the community and other organizations with GLBT issues. So when we send our clients there, the one thing that we won't do is, you know, send a client somewhere, that we feel like is unsafe, or we haven't had any uh, uh, a connection with, and make sure that this place is GLBT friendly because we, we don't re victimize our clients here. So, the VOCA grant would help us continually do that work, the Grow Out Network, to, to identify places that's healthy and safe for victims to go to when they experience this, this tragedy in their life.
2: Again, back to getting through the healing process of where they were before they right. had this
0: Mm-hmm. exactly
2: so there was also one of the things that we talked about earlier was um about that there's some uh, there are some peaks and flows that happen um throughout the year with uh hate crimes or reporting of hate crimes mm-hmm. um the what what have you with collecting this information? what do you guys discovered
0: well, the one thing and, and this is the kind of thing that I, I really wanna make clear and that's hate crimes happen unfortunately every day worldwide so there's i don't want to get into this like it's a peak okay like it's not you know is is totally like the safe haven period Oh, okay that never happens unfortunately so um hate crimes happen you know globally unfortunately you know every day of the year and we know that information because once a year we have air a uh, national hate crime report that we do simultaneously, simultaneously with the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs. And we report you know, the hate crimes that has been reported to us in the state of Michigan. Last year, in the state of Michigan, hate crimes rose 4%. And
2: wow. it was
0: consistent with the national level. So nationally, in the United States, hate, hate crimes rose 4% as well. Um, and so we kind of compiled this information just for the state of Michigan. Um, The other uh, time last year in Michigan that hate crimes rose was after Proposal 2. Oh, wow. And we believe it Mm -hmm. it primarily was because of the backlash of Proposal 2 when it first uh, became um, an issue, um, when it – got on the ballot, and people were reacting to that ballot initiative. Wow. So we know it, it rose. And since I've been here going on four years, I've noticed some peaks when hate crime rises and maybe, you know, uh, when it's, it's not as, it is not an increase in hate crimes, and that's maybe around coming out. It usually happens in October, maybe the first or second week in October, okay. in the state of Michigan. And I, I noticed a rise during that time as well around... Uh, basically, around college campuses. Wow. When they do a lot of uh, um, coming out day and a lot of events regarding and around those times. Wow. So uh, it's just like, uh, just want to let people know to be careful around those times because that's when we noticed the peak. And and we capture the information that we get from people reporting. And that's another reason why that people should report hate crimes, because the Triangle Foundation statewide is the only organization that's capturing this information. I'm the only GOBT uh, victim advocate that does specifically GOBT work in the state of Michigan. So mm-hmm. it's really important to report the information to us, so we can have an idea of what's going on around the state regarding hate times. And like I said, simultaneously we release a press conference with the other AVPs around the country um, that we call our hate, National Hate Crime Report.
2: Well, I think it's also important to to reported because a lot of times here in ann arbor and ypsilanti we say a lot of times that oh this is a safe haven Mm -hmm. where you know our borders keep us safe from the rest of the the state where hate crime is happening but i think hate crimes still happen in this area it just Mm -hmm. that we've either developed a thick skin or we've you know oh it's not really that bad i didn't didn't break an arm or something like this or
0: right
2: the other
0: the other thing is that um Sometimes people are victims of hate crime and they're not reported, and we can't capture that information. So that doesn't mean it's not happening in certain communities. It just means that um, it's not being reported in those communities. And we're working every day, effortlessly—I mean, very um, uh, aggressively—to uh, make to make people aware that we're here and to make sure that they know that th- we have these services, not only to report, but that we have services. That we're providing for them if they experience a hate crime. A lot of times people just don't know that they can report it to us or that it's agencies out here that can help you through this tragic situation. So, you know, we are working um, to make sure that people know that, you know, we exist and, you know, we're doing this, we do the work every day and that we're here so they can utilize our services.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Then other areas are just. Um, you know, people feel a little bit more safe, like you said, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, and um, Ypsilanti has is one of the cities in the state uh, of Michigan that has actual p- protection in its city charter to protect from uh, discrimination based on sexual orientation. Ann Arbor has that same thing in its city charter, so that may be one of the reasons why people in those cities feel safe regarding uh, sexual orientation issues, or GOBT issues, because the city actually recognized that this is, this type of discrimination is something that the city is not accepting as a, as a city uh, statewide. Excuse me, we don't have that protection on the state level. We have that protection in 12, not 13, since uh, Dearborn Heights is is uh, putting it on a city charter as well. We have 13 cities in the state of Michigan that recognizes, that says that we prohibit hate, any type of discrimination based on sexual orientation. So that's why some cities may feel a little bit more comfortable than others as well.
2: Well, and I think that it would also feel more empowering too. That mm-hmm. if um, you know, if a situation like th- that I was describing earlier happens, and the and the parents do react, saying mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. right. you, you at least have a something on the books to be able to to help right. you through that. Mm-hmm. And, and if
0: you if you actually work in one of those cities that has the uh, sexual orientation. Clause in your city charter, and you work in in one of the city. You have now you have legal standings that says that you can go to an attorney and say, "Hey, this has happened. I work in this city. It's prohibited in the city. It's illegal in the city, and I want to do something legally about it." Mm -hmm. If a job fires you based on your orientation,
2: right, right, or even just. Called a name.
0: Right. Discriminated right. against.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Crystal, thank you so much for um, taking the time out, especially on this, uh, this evening, sure, <laughs> just no before problem. a big holiday. Right. When I invited you on, I didn't realize what day this was.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> thank
2: you for staying late at work tonight. Sure.
0: No problem. I just say, you know, we'll uh, encourage people to report. We are here. Our services are available to you uh, all year round, even in, in this holiday season. Um, everybody have a nice holiday, and thank you for having me on. Sure.
1: Thank, thank you. you. Thank
2: you. And definitely, call if you have an incident to report, um, please call Crystal at 877-787-4264. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye.
1: That was great. I was glad to ha- I'm glad to actually get a chance to talk to her. Yes. Um. She's been at Triangle a while, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have had her on the show before know. now.
2: Well, actually, what we have. The hell is
1: wrong with you, Dan? Well, we have. I'm we actually kidding.
2: did. <laughs> we actually did at one point. Oh, we did. Um. Exactly. When we were ta- um, and Crystal was available, but it was like a couple of years ago. Okay. Must so. have been a day I was missing. Ah. Okay. So I'm glad okay. we, uh, but we had her on again, which yeah, is great. that's
1: excellent. Yes. that's great. Um, so. definitely, like you said, if you are, uh, if that happens to you make a report, it's, it's very important for a whole, as Crystal pointed out, a whole variety of reasons yes. for yourself, for your community and for the state. It's very important to, exactly. to report that. Um, so, again, you can actually go to their website at try.org, T-R-I.org, and get all the information on that and find out more even about Crystal.
2: That's right. A lot of information. I was like, wow, there's all kinds of things that we can there call her and are. talk to her about. <laughs> She's very interesting.
1: Um, yes. So, I want to know about these plans that are changing all the way up to the last minute.
2: Well, it was just one of those things that my sister, um, I usually spend Wednesday evening getting ready for the holiday. So, I'm at home by myself doing something or with, with uh, roommates and things as we're all trying and get ready for the the next day and my sister was like oh no you're coming over to my house tonight so my my little sister so i was like oh all right so i'll I'll come over and we have these little tradition on um when we were kids um we'd watch the parade and eat cinnamon rolls and drink orange juice and things like this And so well, i'm even gonna make you know And that's always been like my thing with uh, uh, thanksgiving morning um is to have cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. um and she, I didn't even mention that to her, and she's like, "And I'm going to even make you know the cinnamon rolls and oranges as we did as a kid." And I was like, "Oh my God, this was wonderful!" So that's awesome. So tonight, um, after aerobics, I was going to head out and um, um, be careful. Well, that's exactly it. So and then in the morning, because I, I thought it was going to snow on Thursday, so I said, "Oh, good, I'm going to be out in that area." Um, and it, it'll be, and then I won't have very much to drive and things like this. And I'll, you know, my sister and I will be just together as we go to my other sister's house, mm-hmm. uh, for the the family get together. Well, then, um, uh, the snow hits. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of like now debating, like, you know, I'm closer to home and I think I might be a little bit safer tomorrow, even if I leave at six in the morning or something and, uh, mm-hmm. and get there at the, the, uh, uh, hour we would have gotten up, uh, instead of, so I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of debating. Um, so I'm gonna have to call her after the show and kind of go. Do you know what it's like out there? Or kind of <laughs> like wait till I after aerobics and kind of go.
1: Really a good idea for <laughs> me to drive. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So. And uh, so it's gonna be uh, especially with the wind kicking up. I'm kind of like, oh my gosh. So um, put
1: some some sandbags or bags of salt in the back of your vehicle. And that would be a good idea. That might help you, especially with the wind and yes. your vehicle having a higher center of gravity. That's right. Yeah, That's I'm right. just full of the helpful tips. My, well. You minutes? know, my dad is paranoid about driving in this weather. I have, oh. and so he's got all these like
2: helpful He's
1: Yeah, he's got to tell you all these, and I think I've I've like become that.
2: Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. I was
1: standing, I had to get gas on my way to the station today, and I was like. Oh, I should get some gas line antifreeze. You know, my dad always told me I needed that's to put gas right. line antifreeze, and then exactly. I'm like, "What the heck is wrong with me?" You know, and then I'm thinking, "Oh, and don't let the gas tank get below half. That's Can't right. get below half oh, in the winter time. You know, right. it's so I've kind of grown into doing the same thing. Yeah. Do this, do that. You'll be safer. Um,
2: and you will be. I mean, you will are, you be know, I absolutely. Think you know, we'll have Christy's corner on
1: uh, her traffic safety, her driving in the snow corner. That's right. It's somebody that my partner works with, actually, this is her first winter ever.
2: <gasps> oh, my goodness.
1: Um, She's never lived... She's always lived, like, in Florida or some place like that where oh it just doesn't... Oh, my goodness. This never happens, right? And wow. so she was freaked out about driving today. So, actually, my oh. partner had to go over this long list of things, like... You know the stuff that we all learn in driver's ed because
2: it's it's part of our yeah it's part
1: of learning how to drive exactly you know um you know the sort of don't slam your brakes pump your brakes and if you start to slide let off the brakes which Uh seems so counterintuitive you know but yeah so yes anyway. I My feel word. bad for those people, and for all the like students that are here now that have never had this experience yes. either. Yeah, um, I'm mean, i sure they're all gone by now. But
2: well, you don't know. I mean, some, right. of, them, you some know. of them
1: stay for sure. Yep. Exactly. So anyway, those sound like exciting plans.
2: Yeah. So and then we're going to make um, gingerbread cookie, or excuse me, gingerbread houses tomorrow. That's going to be something sweet we've never done before. So we that's thought, so cool. Yeah. And so, but I have word word of advice that I did not know. You are not to eat the actual, like, um gingerbread, because it's not real gingerbread. It's like a... Right, it's, it's a, a building
1: material. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's exactly it. Right, you can
1: eat the candy yes. and stuff off right. of it and if you frosting, want to, and the and frosting, yeah, yes. but the, it's a building material, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I
2: had no idea, so I was just like, oh, okay, that's good note, you know, note to self, because yeah. I like gingerbread men, you know, cookies, so... Right. I thought, oh, okay. Um, I've heard that
1: about you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I was just like, man, so.
1: Well, we're going, excuse me. Morning. Morning. Sorry. We're going to uh, my partner's mom's house. Oh, and okay. And her family, her her family proper is actually quite small. Oh. It's only her, her brother, and her mom. Oh, And then okay. they have three cousins. Okay. And their and her uncle, like that's her whole family. Wow. Okay. Um, which to me it floors me. Like there are thirty people in my immediate family. Oh my right? gosh. If I count my nieces and nephews, right. Like the children of my siblings. Uh huh. There are thirty people, and if we don't get together all for Thanksgiving, right. it's just impossible. Right. Right. Um, but we're not actually gonna probably see my dad at all tomorrow. He's going to his wife's sister's house. Gotcha you know whatever they can so we're going to but however they've invited all these family friends to be over there as well because there's these kids that they that that my partner and her brother grew up with who their parents actually live in Florida wow so they don't have like grand grandparents yes. or whatever so they uh-huh. all come over there so it's like it's a big dinosaurus bunch of people <laughs> and uh, There's going to be two turkeys, which I am thrilled about, Um, and I was asked to make, you know, the green bean casserole, which is hilarious, right? Because um, the two foods that I find most repugnant in this world are green beans and mushrooms, and that's exactly what green bean casserole (laughs) is. Um, So that's... Wow. Yeah. Um, but I've been asked to make that and the, the pies and stuff that I already talked about. And my partner was like, You should feel really honored that my mom asked you to bring something. And I was like, Huh? Yeah. It's well, normal. Yeah. She's like, well, she's never asked me. To, she, has in the in past, has never asked me to bring anything. Oh.
2: She's like, I would
1: have to get the brown and serve rolls oh, yeah. or something. <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. And I
1: was like, well, I know my way around the kitchen. That's right. Exactly. To differentiate myself from you. Right. I know my way around the kitchen. It was very funny. And I am cu- quite honored and glad to help out in any way oh, I can. Yeah. You know, I would have made the turkey if she'd asked me to. Though right. I have no idea how to do that. Uh, I'd've, I'd've I would have figured it out.
2: Yes, exactly. One um, hint is... That take the the plastic bag out of the turkey.
1: That's what I hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and and sometimes
2: that, there's two. So make sure right. you take both of them out. You take yeah. both
1: of them out for other uses if you <laughs> so choose.
2: That's right. Well, yeah, because I was talking to um a one of the um managers of uh, of another dif- different department, and he was saying um he has f- uh five international families coming to wow, his house that's so cool because they you know there's nothing for them to do right. and they and there's nothing open and they're just like you know they're not and so it's and they're they're usually here for school so he was like well I'm having, I'm going to have them over and things like this and he's told them all don't he always tells them do not bring do not bring anything or whatever mm-hmm. this is on us this is a treat or whatever but and inevitably they do bring something. So he says, it turns out to be a very interesting Thanksgiving. We have some Japanese food, some Thai Thai food. We have, um, you know, different things that are, it's just, it's just amazing. I would
1: like to be at that Thanksgiving. Oh,
2: yeah. It, it was just fascinating with some of the things he was saying. He says, yeah, and, and it's just all the different things that they come, they bring, um, because they of course cannot show up without something. And I thought, wow, that is really, that's going to be a really interesting. Sure. But then he also comments about, um, almost once every, every year he, um, gets a student who asks, because he is not from this country. So he's only been, um, in the United States for, I think nine years. He said, um, and he, uh, always inevitably gets a student who actually asks them, um, so what do you have for Thanksgiving in your country? Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, you know the same thing probably what we have on July Fourth, right, right, <laughs> you know right. Independence Day. It's like hello, and so uh, please be a little more sensitive folks. Exactly, <laughs> it's like yeah. Went through. Well, there is Canadian know.
1: Thanksgiving, which is the same as Columbus Day. Right. Um, which I don't know that it's the same big deal that the Thanksgiving is in the United I, I States believe at
2: all. Not either. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I was actually on two years ago. I was actually on a cruise on Thanksgiving. Oh wow! And. Wow. Um oh, there yes. there uh-huh. were of course a variety of of nationalities of people on the boat, you know, there was not just Americans and certainly this the crew, you know, only like 2% of them are American. Oh, I mean okay. the captain is Greek, the like uh-huh. nobody's American in the crew. And so um, but on Thanksgiving, they served a full Thanksgiving dinner, and I was wow. standing outside the dining room waiting to get se- seated, and I heard somebody with a, an accent. Um, I think they were either British or Irish talking to someone else and just sort of very disdainfully well it's the american thanksgiving and, <laughs> and like, you know, i was like sorry yeah i don't know
2: Considered comfort food right i like i like mashed potatoes <laughs> That's right.
1: so yeah it's it is interesting you got to really realize that thanksgiving this particular day of thanks yes is very i mean although the tradition of doing a uh, a thanks feast in the mm. fall, is, is in agrarian Major. cultures, it's very universal. Yes. It's just that we've made it a big production. Right. Uh, a huge. And production. celebrating for other reasons. Right. That, I'm like, uh, that, that we don't celebrate so yeah. much. But yes. I choose not to. I celebrate for other reasons yes. for sure. That, yes. Um So, speaking of which, what are you thankful for, Dan?
2: You know, I was thinking about that, and I am just, this year has been, has, has had its major ups and major downs, and, um, but I, I think I was thinking on the way here, the one thing that I really get joy from every single, um, every, every single time is, uh, this radio show, yeah. I mean, I just get a lot of joy out of it. I mean, I do we pr- too. you know, it's part of me is like, you know, I, you know, I love our listeners, and I know. it But part of me is like, I just enjoy doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just have fun.
1: Nobody could be listening,
2: exactly. But know? I can
1: hear my own voice. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So I'm really grateful for that. that. Um, is just having this and and having listeners, mm-hmm. the people that actually do tune in every single week, and yeah, um, and think that we really have something to say. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know.
1: I was thinking of of that on my way here, too, and there's a couple things. I mean, of course, I'm thankful for the bean, which is the baby that's on the way. I'm very thankful for that. You know, but I'm thankful, honestly and truly, for how easy you make doing this show. Oh. You really make it easy. Oh, my goodness. For me, and I think probably for Meredith and Greg as well. Oh, wow. Like, it seems like most of the time, I just have to show up and be Cute. And like everything else is taken care of, um, and I, you know, granted, I will. I'm not going to deny and say I don't do anything, but I do some behind the scenes stuff. stuff right. That that, but you do a lot and make it a lot pretty easy to be here, and we really appreciate that. Well, and I am. I'm also very thankful just for being being able to do this show. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for WCBN allowing us to do it. Um I need to add to that by okay. the way
2: because we had um we talked about this last week with with uh Fred Phelps. Uh-huh. Um and um WCBN those who are are volunteers for the radio station um are have a, uh, an option to to be a part of a uh what is that called a uh Um and I just want to say and to those that are on the listserv, I was so impressed with how much networking happened in this radio station, on to make sure that Fred Phelps did not feel welcome here. I mean, that's awesome. I was just so impressed that I mean, there was no initiative by our by our show. There was no initiative by mm-hmm. um, us to try to prompt them to do anything, and they just I mean, they really took. Um, took the ball and ran with it. And, and just seeing all the different conversations that were happening, um, I, d- I felt really supported. And I, I, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this is one of the reasons why I really like WCBN is yeah. that they just, they know what, know to do the right thing. And yep. that we have some really great people that are with this, um, organization. And I just, I really appreciate that. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't think, um, we get, um, we give uh, thanks to the to this radio station enough to be able to say, you know, this is this it's really cool to be so supported. Um, you know, taking the initiative even to be a part of the pride picnic and right. be a part of Outfest. They offered
1: to do all of that stuff. It mean, was great. We had
2: nothing. You and I had nothing to do with <laughs> nothing,
1: that. <laughs> nothing. Nothing.
2: <laughs> I mean, we really didn't. They approached us. I, no, I think actually you know? I
1: gave somebody at Rap. Molly's email address. So I do but, think I did something.
2: But, yes, yes, yes. There <laughs> you go. There you go. But it was just, I mean, it was just really cool. That it
1: was. And it's and it continues to be. You know, and I, after that happened, after Pride Fest happened, or Pride Picnic happened, like, I didn't even, I wasn't even involved in any way. And then I walk into OutFest to MC, and there's Alex standing there. Yes! yeah, I was like... What's going on? <laughs> I thought that, yes. I mean, it was spectacular yes. that, that CBN supports our community that way. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's fundraiser week, the way that we're talking.
2: Right. Exactly. And they can <laughs> always make their donation. That's right. It's, you can, you can donate to WCBN
1: anytime. If the spirit yes. moves you. Exactly.
2: WCBN. WCBN.org, I believe it is. And there's a little donation at the top. Yeah, and there is.
1: There's a little clicker.
2: But as, as also one of the things that I, I wanted, as people are feeling great, uh, grateful and they want to do something with that energy. Um, I would, I, there, I just found out about um, You're
1: not going to ask people to give you money, are uh,
2: you? Well, actually, I'm going to be asking them to give money to, to something different.
1: Well, see,
2: that's fine. Um, uh, the SOS Crisis Center, um, it, it apparently has a food bank, mm-hmm. um, and um, and helps several um, uh, folks throughout the year, and, um, but one other thing, and they have plenty, and they usually do, like, a canned food drive. Um, well, this year, they have plenty of canned food. They have plenty of that. They don't need any more, you know, canned food at all, but What they really are completely out of um, is hot and cold cereal. They don't have any of that, and um, so it's kind of it's it's as if I feel like I'm doing kind of like a Red Cross where at dangerously low levels of bl- the blood supply, <laughs> right? They are at dangerously low levels of hot and cold cereal, and That's I thought, interesting how simple thing to run out of, right? You know, and what a simple thing, and especially as you're driving in your car and you're nice and warm, or right. um, if you're out shoveling the snow and know you can go into the house and and you know mm-hmm. get something really warm. You know what could a and warm cereal do? You know, right? And
1: lots of grocery stores. I mean, they always have cereal on sale. But I want to get one free, exactly. Or you know, fifty percent off, which is the same as buying one, getting one free. So exactly. You, I mean, it's not a hard thing to do. No. So what do you, what do people need to do if they want to donate? Well, that cereal? and that
2: was one of the things that I was supposed to you get. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, that may be a good thing. Um, because I was supposed to get an email from the person who happened. We happened to have a conversation about this. Um, but to contact the SOS Crisis Center. Um, um, and I believe they're in Ypsilanti. And, um, and, and find out where you, where you can do a drop-off for the um, hot and cold cereal um, or um, how you can uh, help even donate to be able to help them provide cereal uh, if they needed to and things so are we is that really the music oh it is goodness. it's is almost it seven time? already
1: the phone number to call um s o s you can actually um email their uh development director at Katherine t so it's k a t h r y n t at s o s c s dot org um that's how you can uh send an email and their telephone number the direct phone to them is seven three four four eight five eight seven three zero and i'm sure that they would love to hear from you if you've got some oatmeal or yes. some checks or something like that that's that right. you want to donate to them that's yeah. a great suggestion yeah I and a super easy thing to donate totally exactly super, you buy probably most people buy cereal anyway
2: Mhm. all right right so great some, go it, ahead you probably have some in your um the
0: cupboard right now right right so, it's not open don't that, take your open oh, yeah, cereal yeah. over there <laughs>